Howdy, everybody, and welcome to yet another exciting edition of the Black Game Nerds podcast. I'm Max, and I'm joined by my squad, uh, Mr. Aaron Coutte. Hola. Mr. Seku Barit. Hey, what's up? Mr. Nemo Bradley and Mr. Brandon D. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us this week. Um, we've got some uh, Jujutsu Kaisen talk and uh, just uh, kind of a wrap-up um, analysis of uh, what was the fall anime season. So um, without further ado, we'll just jump right into episode uh, 13 of Jujutsu Kaisen, um, titled uh, Tomorrow. Um, I'll just read the synopsis really quick. Yuji and Nanami engage in the climactic battle against Mahito. They gain the upper hand, but the edge of death inspires the curse into activating domain expansion. With his mentor trapped in the palm of Mahito's hand, can Yuji rescue Nanami from certain death? Um, man, uh, I mean, visuals alone this episode was uh, very impressive. Um, kind of capping, uh, capping this first arc here and uh, kind of leading us into the next arc. Um, Seiku, what did you think of episode 13? Oh, it was amazing. I love <laughs> Mahito as a villain. He's, he's just so weird, but I don't know. It's just the writing, his motivation, just this newborn curse who's just figuring out his powers. Um, usually being supposed to be this perfect counter for him, but he's still like evolving in these fights. So Mahito himself is also evolving. So them like just getting stronger minute by minute, um, our second by seconds is just fascinating to me. Um, when we definitely got to the domain expansion, that was, oof, that was amazing. Like the dread that we had thinking that Nanami was going to die because he had like no defense against the domain expansion because we learned that, well, we already knew that he doesn't really do any sorcery, right? Like he just used curse weapons and just techniques and that's it. But he can't do his own domain expansion. So if it wasn't for Yuji coming in clutch, it's like he would have died. <laughs> But I do like that nice little tidbit that he added there. So he could, so us as viewers could hear that. It was like, yeah, there's no hope for him at that moment. So that was definitely a very good episode for me. I, and then the fact that Mahito technically, yeah, he lost in a sense, but it was a tactical retreat. So I give it to him. <laughs> I give him the tie. <laughs> they couldn't finish him off. So, yeah, that was a really good episode. The main villain, um, hopefully we see him again. Stronger than ever. Absolutely. Uh, Mr. Brandon, uh, what was your take on episode 13? I love it. Uh, They should have labeled the episode Stomp Him Out because they were beating Mojito's ass the entire episode. (laughs) I mean, Yuji and Nasty, they were beating his ass for 10 minutes straight. All I'm hearing is knock a few buck hitting the ball. They're just tag teaming, punching them, kicking them, slicing them. And I knew as soon as uh, Mahito hit that domain, it's like, oh man, uh, he, he had his, he was contemplating his whole life while in there. He's 
badly. I'm going to be stuck in here and Mahita's going to kill me. He's stuck outside and everybody's just screwed. And then Yuji came busted in and Mahito had his look on his face like, oh, damn, I completely forgot. And as soon as Sakuda pulled up, he had this whole face of disgust, like, I warned you, do not touch me again, <laughs> and proceeded to slice Mahito's whole shoulder open with two fingers. He's just like, get out of my sight. I don't want to see you. Just be gone. I don't want you here. He disgust me. <laughs> I mean, he was having none of it. He was like, I warned your ass the previous episode. You dare touch me, you low-level curse. Like, how dare you? Yuji <laughs> ended up finishing him off with that divergent fist after Mahito turned into that giant blob monster thing. His aura was like, divergent fist was really pretty. I love the animation that they did on that. That blue hue with that uh, brush stroke art like the fluid action on how it hit and everything. It was really pretty. And at the end of the episode with dealing with Junpei's uh, results of his bullying and everything, his teacher finally consulting the dude who was bullying him for all that time, saying like, Hey, you had a direct effect on this kid's life and you sent things down the wrong path for him. And he ended up uh, uh, because of your actions and you could have fixed everything, but you didn't, and it really hits heavy how much um, Junpei was being abused and everything, and his mother didn't even know. So that was really sad at the uh, end of the episode. But I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to offer us next episode after leaving off with such an amazing finish with that fight scene and just that whole creepy aura with that domain experience that I can't get enough of it with the visuals that they gave us for it was just super creepy and eerie with that whole look with the hands and everything it was just it was awesome yeah um Hinori Tanaka I believe was the uh animation director for episode 13 and they're one of the best animators in the business kind of make a kill um banana fish um and uh bleach um the uh the list really does go on um uh, fate apocrypha they're just really good and getting that uh kind of uh fluidity and um motion um and uh they outdid themselves in this episode um they really did. Um, yeah, they they brought their A, a game and um, his domain expansion. Uh, just just with the hands, that's pretty much the only similarity. But it just reminds me of uh, Netero's uh, Nen ability, and um, it was just kind of cool to see um, a domain expansion like that. It was really enjoyable. Mister Bradley, what did you think of uh, episode thirteen? Oh, what's going on, man? Oh, sorry, everybody. Leave it up to Nemo to mess up the intro. But, uh, yeah, I just figured out the mute and unmute function <laughs> on this Zoom call. But no, that's anyway, okay. I've been there. <laughs> yeah, I definitely said something, but you guys didn't hear it. It's fine. But, yeah, my thoughts on episode 13. Man, I, I'm actually, I feel like I know Nanami better now that, like, you saw him in his whole like uh, I guess salary man like 
alternate life where he's just like walking around just disgusted. Pretty much, it, I, what the sense I got was he was just disgusted with himself. Like, just, you know, like the only reason like he actually got any, I don't say fulfill, I, I will say fulfillment out of life was out of his other job, was which was at Jujutsu Tech, which I found to be a very interesting characteristic, even though it's more gruesome. He has to deal with dead people, curses, people being turned into weapons and thrown at him and crying and all kinds of stuff. But the only, the, like, it was a very, I don't know, it, it, it made me feel empathetic towards his character. And then because he was, I think at that moment, he was actually inside of, like, as uh, everyone else said, he was his inside of uh, Mahito's domain or whatever in the palm of his hand or whatnot. So it was kind of like a, my life is flashing before my eyes kind of moment before, you know, old Mr. Heavy Hands comes busting through the roof or whatnot. But yeah, like, it was definitely a, a moment for me that let me, I mean, because we've only known Nanami for what, like, three or four episodes now. Yeah. But like, I feel like I do know him more like as like his his motivations and like what he, why he's so good at what he does and why he's so enthusiastic about it, even though it really, really, really sucks. You know, like, uh, it, it sort of gave his character meaning for me. Um, Mahito, interestingly enough, I, I, I thought the same thing that Seku thought about, um, Mahito is that he's kind of like the inverse of Itadori in that he's just like finding out he's got all these cool powers and he's just being sort of burst or whatnot and he's growing at an exponential rate, sort of like how these, these OP MCs be doing. So it's it's kind of cool to see two characters kind of developing, but on opposite ends of the pole. And you know, while while the stories usually go the good guys win, like it's it's still fun to see how the story plays out. So I'm enjoying every aspect of that. I am interested in this one thing that I saw. I don't know if anybody else did, but Sakuna was chilling, right? He was chilling because uh, Mojito had touched him again, and he was like, "You know, boy, I told you about that now." And he put him in yeah. time, but he he was like, "You can die," and he looked at Nanami, and he looked that you could die, and he was talking. He was thinking about Yuji. I'm supposed uh, assuming, but he was like, "There's only one thing I really care about," and then Megami's face flashed on the screen. I don't know what that was about, cause and it, I'm still shook by it. But I, I would I would like to know more. I'm. I would obviously either have to read further ahead or wait till this next core pops up to find out. But I mean, I thought Yuji was the important thing to him because he was of value as a container. But it appears that he has other motivations. Options. That, yeah, it is, that surprised me. It definitely did. But those those are just my offhand thoughts about the episode. Uh, as long-winded as I am, um, I'm sure our fellow cast members have their own thoughts as well. Aaron, what'd you think about it, buddy? It was pretty great to see. I mean, there was a quote that got cut out, which was Sakuna talking shit about himself, basically. Calling himself perfection. Like, there's nothing above the stars. It was a Buddha quote, if I remember correctly. But, even without it, we still get the sense of, like, who Sakuna is, because he is just that high on himself. And... Mahito, like the way this whole thing is animated, everything he does is creepy, and I like it. I like that they kept that element for him. And while I think the one thing that was interesting was instead of having a narrator, 
it was actually the characters commenting on everything, which was a different perspective. Yeah. And uh, the name of Mahito's domain expansion being self-embodiment perfection really fits with the character. And like Brandon, I enjoyed how his domain was created. And I wasn't ready for this episode, but seeing them whoop his ass the way they did was hilarious. They <laughs> 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 really put pause on that, man. I ain't even going to hold you on that. They put pause like, on his ass. <laughs> he was like, he, they literally kicked in the fucking door on his own. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Beat his brains out. I, I was like, Jesus. I was like, stop. He's already dead. No. But Mahito is a good slime ball. That's for me. And getting Yuji acknowledged as an actual like Jujutsu Sorcerer was pretty great. And Sakuna really hammered the lesson home on why he gave the advice he did. Like Nemo said, like he told him, don't touch me. You didn't listen. Now I got to smack your hand or as they did in this episode, put kick his shit in. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about and they, Jesus, that was, I really enjoyed I'm not gonna lie, I really enjoyed that moment. That was very- <laughs> I don't know. I, I saw a meme, and I don't know if it made it into the group opinion, but it was just them two whooping his ass, and they was like, "Fight back, oh, yeah. fight back!" And I was like, "Hey, that's exactly what it was." They was not letting up on his ass for nothing. I was talking about they was jumping him into the game, brother. I ain't, I don't know I just, what. Hey, they, it was perfect <laughs> for that because the yeah, way his powers just, work, you can just beat the dog shit out of him. Yeah, it was perfect. It was, it was perfectly good. But I think Sakuna looking at Megumi, Sakuna looking at an old boy, he's saying he's probably a, he's another possible container. It's like, it's like driving different cars. Usually might be a nice, you know, like a nice regular car, you know. While he's looking at Megumi and he thinks, you know, he's like an F1 racer. He's like a Ferrari. Um, yeah, some oh, Grand Prix shit. If we're being exactly. honest, um, Sukuna already said he could have multiple retainers. Um, yeah. <laughs> just force feed a finger or two. Yeah, you can do quit it, man. Yeah, and then, like, all right, let's see if he can actually could control me or if I can control his body. Let's see if Itsudori's the exception or not type thing. You know? Right. Because if, yeah. if he can control Megumi's body and... Maybe he could control Megumi's shadows. I don't know. He probably don't need it. Yeah. But <laughs> have an option one, is that- one extra thing in his, you know, <laughs> arsenal wouldn't be bad. <laughs> the option being there is pretty great. So I yeah. feel like Kill it's a dory very quick. Get the rest of the fingers, twenty fingers. He's probably more confident <laughs> that he could uh, finally beat um, Gojo. But who knows, right? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Gojo, yeah, I'm glad you gave the kids a, a chance to shine. Um, I thought it was interesting that uh, Sukuna's presence, uh, just in general, is is so strong. Like, um, like Mahito is uh, more powerful than him, like technically speaking. But um, uh, Sukuna's kind of like a cheat code, sort of. It really is. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it seems like uh, we're about to begin um, 
a new arc and um like in a lot of ways this arc um kind of sets the tone of the series like uh ug has like a like a kind of defined uh, uh objective now and um he kind of knows kind of what it means and what it takes to be a jujutsu uh, sorcerer. So it'll be fun to see where things go uh, going forward. Does anyone else have anything uh, they'd like to add about episode 13 before we uh, switch gears? Uh, one last thing for me. Oh, I'm sorry. Right, you can go. <laughs> oh, no, go ahead. Say cool. Go ahead. All right. Like one last thing for me, uh, somebody mentioned uh, mentioned a little bit of it, so it just came to mind. The fact that we're Gojo is not in every episode is pretty good for me. Like we already know he's the strongest. We don't need to see him. Um, let's have other people struggle, you know, because then it would just be a one punch man. That's just boring. So yeah, for me that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's like uh, <laughs> like um. I'm just going to use a uh, re-zero analogy. Um, <laughs> yeah, ha- having a guy like Rein- Reinhard like around in every arc. Um, as much as as much as I like Reinhard, I mean, uh, um, someone like characters like that, um, you just have to know how to uh, utilize them uh, in the right way, and. Um, Jujutsu Kaisen's uh, mangaka, I feel like, is, uh, his approach to Gojo is is the right one. Um, you know, don't really have him involved directly in arcs too much. Um, have him show up a bunch in like flashbacks and like like things like that. Um, he's definitely a fan favorite character, but uh, so far, um, I'm a pretty big fan of the way they utilized him. It's I I kind of like uh, I feel like I've seen it happen more in like recent series in the last like like five or six years or so. But I, I really like the uh, concept of introducing the series' uh, strongest characters at the very beginning. Right. Um, like the this the series is an example. Um, like to a certain degree, uh, My Hero Academia is an example. Um, Demon Slayer, an example with like Muzan showing up very early, um, just to give uh, readers and the audience kind of uh, like a way to gauge where uh, the main character and like the main group of characters uh, where they are in relation to uh, where they. Uh, will be in the end game. Right. So yeah, I I'm a big fan of uh fan of that. I mean I like you know the classic the classic like build up to the big bad reveal at the end. Um that's fun too. Uh, right. Uh, it's just kind of a it's just a good way to kind of see um where the uh ceiling is in uh the respective series, I think. Yeah. Um uh, Nino, did you have something you wanted to uh, uh, add about uh, this week's episode? I'm sorry, you chopped up a little bit on my end. Was that for me? Yeah. Did you have Did you have some uh, uh, last minute thoughts for episode 13? 
Oh, no. I mean, like like I say, every, I know y'all get tired of me. I sound like a broken record. I'm just experiencing this for the first time. So I, I literally like take little mini notes of things that be like, oh, yeah, this is how, you know, this might be a good topic. And I'll bring those up when you ask me in the podcast. But I really, I am just enjoying the ride of this show. I, I get some people have had, like, I don't know, like weird reactions to certain things and certain aspects of the show but like for what i'm seeing I'm, I'm i'm i guess i'm just really 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 easy to impress that's the only conclusion i can come to because like i everything i've seen about this show has made me like it from the overly exaggerated characters that i mentioned from the very beginning like the studious megami and the extremely laid back even when i got spikes punched through my hands Ethan dory <laughs> and the extremely irresponsible gojo like Nanami, the salary man who like now you understand why when I say I get off at six, I get off at six, my dude. Like you're not listening. And like all of that, like all of these characters are just so over the top with their personalities. And each week you get to explore more of why. And I'm I'm just enjoying the hell out of it, man. That's all I can really say about it. I don't I'm not like overly analytical about it. I just UG walking off in a dory. Huh? UG walking off in a dory. Man, I mean, he he brushes everything off and like makes light of some really serious stuff. Like, dude, like Junpei was about to literally kill somebody and he came up and passed the dude, man. And ran around the block for <laughs> the shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he does not take nothing serious. I think I commented that on one of Brandon's posts, like, man, this, he do not take life serious, man. And it, it is so, it, that's what's so endearing about his character type, for me at least. Like, he just, like, he's he down. You, Eric Reed, right. that guy. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just enjoying the hell out of it, man. That's about it. You just re- reminded me um, of uh, something, you know, like, uh, I, uh, I feel like, uh, UG uh, collapsing when uh, Mojito was escaping was uh, extremely convenient considering everything he was able to do up to that point despite being Swiss with Swiss cheese and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, oh, wow, would you look at that? Like, uh, But I do appreciate that even though uh, it was uh, very, very convenient uh, is that as a, a way to escape? I'm glad that the uh, series at least uh, acknowledged the, the damage until he took on his body, because because so, some series just don't do that. <laughs> um, damage? What's that, bro? You got a hole in your chest. You got a hole. You got you got about eight holes in your hands, bro. Like I'm looking at, bro. You're leaking. But am I dead though? <laughs> but am I dead? <laughs> yeah, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. That's all I can really say. Definitely. Yeah, and um the first core is finished, so we're gonna have another uh uh I can't remember if uh the first season can be twenty-four episodes or twenty-six, but um so we'll have more Jujutsu Kaisen uh, all the way through uh, through March. So that's a good thing. So, yeah, I mean, um, kind of moving on from that, um, it's kind of hard to believe, but the, the fall 
2020 anime season is uh, in the books. Um, there, there were a few big heavy hitters this season. And um, like, I thought there were definitely some, uh, uh, maybe some overlooked gems as well. Um, I'll just kind of go uh, ask each of you guys, you know, uh, what, what shows you're following and um, what shows you would uh, recommend to uh, uh, listeners. We can start with, we can start with Brandon. Um, I started off the season with uh, Kuma 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 Bear. It's that um, sweet spot with the uh, series that were laid out for the season. And <clears throat> it's really good. It's a wholesome series, Yuna, following her with this super OP bear costume and her just wrecking shit and then taking over. And it's actually really wholesome when you think about it uh, with the problems that she solves along the way with her adventures and everything. Um, I just caught up with uh, Noblesse, which is picked up really nicely. I binged the uh, uh, eight episodes I missed because I fell off like at episode three, but the story really hit the ground running with Rizal and everything. These OP vampires just chilling, just running amok, just destroying shit. OP as hell and just not with a care in the world. Um, there's Akadama Drive, which I've been keeping up with weekly. And the final episode had a really solid ending. As a matter of fact, one of the best endings this season, in my opinion. And has really awesome action and some of the nicest visuals, fight scene wise, and just animation wise, it's really good. Um, I missed out on Golden Kamui, I think. I haven't watched that one yet. I've been meaning to watch season three. Also, uh, Wandering Witch, I, and all, when they cry, it escalates. Within the first couple episodes, it bloody and gory, and then it lulls. Again, you think you're relaxed. We're gonna take this right back real quick, and that ReZero esque vibes with just cycling everything and going back and paying attention to every little detail, um, time loop, and everything. Uh, but other than that, and um, on a I note with cliffhangers that they left us on. I'm really looking forward to it gets back. And uh, yeah, I think that's about all I've been watching this season. I'm trying to think, but probably on my wait list and I haven't watched them yet, but probably think of something later on. Righteous. Yeah. I co-signed Kuma 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 Bear. Um, just finished that up and uh yeah it's got a nice mix of uh comedy um some action and definitely some wholesomeness too um it's a good blend uh got greenlit for a season two immediately which is great um so i i expect we might see that you know as soon as maybe maybe even summer 2021 or fall 2021 so that's great um uh, so Seiku, uh, uh, what did you? What were you watching uh, this fall? So for a favorite show, uh, definitely Wandering Wish, um, Journey of Elaine. That was a magnificent show. 
animation, amazing story. <laughs> Perfectly split of being super wholesome and goddamn, I'm in my feels. This was dark as hell. <laughs> yeah, it was a very good mix with the last episode being one of the best for this season, for sure, in my opinion, of course. Um, Tanneless Nana. Um, it's not a bad show. It's entertaining. Um, it's pretty much a Among Us game with kids who don't know how to go with the gut feelings and, you know, just run with <laughs> it. You know? So they just, so a lot of people tend to compare it to life, but yes. Yeah, Let's not do that, man. <laughs> if that man L was in that island with her, she would have got caught day two. <laughs> so, um, but it's still a good show. Um, besides when people try to make those weird comparisons. Um, what else? Akudama Drive. That was a really good, nice action pack. Not a real story, but hey, if you could sit through the Fast and Furious franchise, you would definitely enjoy Akudama Drive, no doubt. Uh, characters are amazing. Action, animation, beautiful. So why not check it out? Yeah, it was a really great story. I liked it. Righteous. Um, Mr. Mr. Um, Bradley, what were you watching this fall? Um, oh, yeah, I was just watching the show, man, by this, this uh, little boy with white hair and red eyes. And he'd be going in the dungeons and stuff. I was talking about it. I mentioned it, I think, a couple times. But uh, <laughs> no, nah, Don Mikey was definitely my favorite, absolute favorite show of the season. Um, just the way things have gone with the show, it, it inspired me to read the entire series of Aliens up to like current, the, the most current uh, novel I think came out in December, and I have that one too. And so I, I don't know. I just it's something about the show that just really has me entranced. But other shows that I've really, really enjoyed, and I, I don't want anybody to think I'm not paying attention to what y'all are saying is good because like Akadama Drive, um, I think the show is over the moon for you, Tony Cowell, yeah. over the moon for you, Elena, the the Wandering Witch, like a lot of these shows I'm hearing people talk about, Kuma 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 Bear. I started watching, but I stopped watching. And it's not as though I, um, I'm i dropping them, per se. It's just that some shows I'd rather watch while it's not being discussed so prevalently, just so I can form my own unbiased opinion about the show. And so I would kind of wait for the hype to die down about them, and then I watch them so that it feels more objective in my own, you know, from my own perspective, at least. But that's just for... Uh, just the majority of the shows that I hear a lot of you guys talking about, I do plan on watching like Akadama Drive. I do plan on finishing Kuma Kuma Bear, Warlords of Sacred Deer for, or whatever that word is. I don't even know if that word is English. Um, I do plan on finishing those shows. I did watch uh, Our Last Crusade and I do, I do follow that show weekly. Moriarty the Patriot also I follow weekly Noblesse I've been like I don't know I was, it's, it felt like I was the only one Bible thumping in the group about that show for a second but now I got my homie Brandon on the train with me so it's cool you feel you know what I'm saying but, uh, 
other than that, like I, I'll be honest with you, man. Like I, I've really uh I've really been trying to read a lot of stuff at the same time this season. So I just really just focused in on just like three or four shows and just made sure I stayed weekly with those. And then honestly, Equinox kind of came out of nowhere. And I don't know. I just, I was just hooked, like hooked on that show. Like when the day it dropped, the rest of the episodes dropped, I sat here for maybe what, six hours and just watched it. I, I didn't do anything else. So those are the, the five shows that I can think of that I've been watching this fall that have been really, really, really good. Yeah. I mean, you listen a lot of the, uh, a lot of shows that are both very popular and, uh, critically acclaimed too. Um, we had a good slate this year, I think. Um, uh, Mr. Mr. Coutte, what have you been watching Man. from this season? So quite a few things. Thanks to y'all. So I'll start with Akudama Drive, which, like a lot of people have said, is basically like a anime Tarantino flick, which is probably going to inspire Quentin Tarantino to make an anime. Ever's probably going to like this. I've been watching Yashihime, and I've been enjoying it. I wasn't exactly the biggest fan of Inuyasha. It was kind of for me, you know? <laughs> but I've been enjoying this. I mean, I don't remember half of the stuff from the actual show, but it's been good for me. Then Osumatsu-san, which was like, <laughs> it feels like it's always sunny. Yeah. Except it's with Japanese folks. Lots, lots <laughs> of references and parodies. <laughs> which I enjoy. I'm always up for a good laugh. Jujutsu Kaisen, <laughs> which was something I was hyped to see Crunchyroll put on. So I was like, okay, let's do this. Hike you to the top. And I love that because it's getting closer and closer to like where, since I finished the series, where I know everybody's going to be hyped to see what happens. And like the way they just ended this season, I love seeing people's reactions. Plus everything from part one of this season paid off in part two and enjoying seeing that work come out. was pretty great. Let's see. What else was that? And oof. Decadence, can we can we squeeze decadence into there? Even though it came out in like July. <laughs> yeah, I mean, technically it was a summer uh, series, but um, okay, I'll put an asterisk next to it. But no bleach. <laughs> I was a real, I was a pretty weird on the bleach at first because when I saw they had like the over instead of like redoing the first arc, I was like, that seems kind of odd. But overall, I like what they've done it the way they have. To where you know people can join in and enjoy the fun because it's like they it's like I think Nemo said it yeah vampire powerful vampires doing powerful vampire shit which is a lot of the fun about the show and like just the human reaction to it like when Rizel does show up in the classroom he's thousands of years old but he's literally like you know the classic I'm fifty thousand years old but I look seventeen. <laughs> And the show is just super wholesome. Like, I don't yeah. know. There's a lot of wholesomeness to this show that is really, it catches you off guard. Like, whereas in kind of a polar opposite to Onyx Equinox, that's really bright and animated in such a way, but in, in the same time, it had some really dark and 
very disturbing things that happen in it. Yeah. And it's it's kind of the polar opposite of that. So I I definitely yeah. like Noblesse because it's it's yeah, the vampires are doing vampire shit, but at the same time, it's like we they go back to the house and chill and eat ramen and sip tea and, and like, you know what I'm saying, wreck up the house and Frankenstein gets <laughs> Get frustrated, like it's, it's wholesome as hell, bro. Like it, 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 it's like yeah, fun ride, man. I don't know. And now I enjoy got, seeing Rizal trying to figure out modern day shit, like phones and shit. My favorite thing <laughs> right now is this Rizal Knights thing that they came up with. Because all right, so M twenty one is number four, and it, when they went to rescue Regis, they was like number three. You know, because you know M twenty one was like. If we make region number four, he gonna be mad. He'll be like, "Where's my number lower than his?" So go ahead, get him number three. And like, you can just imagine, like, just because of how like their relationship was been, and they always like wasn't heads about the shit. And it's just that type of show. It's, it's so fun, man. I don't know. Is I shouldn't That's enjoy it maybe as much as I do, but I really do. I really do. Nah, I'm glad that it's. I'm glad it's pan out the way it has. Because it seems like the Crunchyroll like webtoon stuff has been up and down and up, so I'm glad this is you know on the up. And it seems like you didn't have the problems like God of High School did with pacing. And this was one of the series that I figured would work as an anime because of how it's paced and like the structure. So I'm really glad about that. And then last but not least, Onyx Equinox. I'm glad I stuck with this show because while people might have been like you know. The first four episodes were kind of like, you know, a bit slower. Shit really ramped the fuck up in those last seven episodes. Like, my God. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Good Lord. Ezel, <laughs> everybody got the moments to shine. Ezel basically, you know, grew up. And I like, there's a great speech he has at the end about his journey that I really enjoyed. And about what, how he really he realized the goal he wanted was not something he would actually need. But I also like how Nemo said, like you know, it's very bright colors, but the subject matter is heavy, and they didn't shy away from that. Like they kept a lot of the the weirder aspects of these Aztec myths. Like you look at the god, you see Quetzalcoatl, Tezcatlipoca, and then you see their brother, who's you know a dog. And you don't question it because they're gods. Like, that's right. a natural form. You got two humanoid-looking dudes. But we also see them turn to other things, like Quetzalcoatl is a giant feathered serpent. But he's also a dude dressed in ceremonial headgear. And I like the animation because it would show... They had nice little details to the myths. Like, when we saw Tezcatlipoca, he was missing his, like, the flesh on his legs. Because when they created that version of humanity, he decided to, you know, fuck with the Earth God. So the Earth God chewed the skin off his legs. <laughs> so he's walking around with no flesh on his bones. No flesh on his bones. As a nice reminder of, you know, his arrogance. I'm not a judgmental person, but I, I mean, since it's Tescati Poca, I'm going to say he deserved it. I mean, I ain't even going to... Yeah! He, basically, the myth went like he taunted them. And so, you know, they, they chewed the shit out of his legs. Yeah. So, and as we see in the show, and people realize that myth, they'll be like, "Yeah, he probably deserved it." And I like that in the show. They kept stuff like you know how the king of the underworld got his wife, what emissaries are, and at first, 
since this, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, but Yaddle's not exactly a big figure in myth, but because Cali Poker did have a servant who he tried to tempt, tempt the king of the Toltecs with. Like they changed into woman just to try and seduce him and then say, psych, nigga. I don't know exactly why, but they did that just to fuck with him. But the designs from everybody to the guys and how they kept it nice and bright while being brutal was a good balance. And it really makes me want a season two. Because, like, episode 10, there's a big-ass shift, and suddenly everybody's like, damn, what do we do now? But, yeah, it's probably the best Crunchyroll original, in my opinion. Yeah. So, Piggyback on what Aaron's saying. Um, just a really cool thing to see. I mean, I can't really think of I mean, off the top of my head, at least, I can't think of any um, major, like, animated series um, centering around both a, like, South American, Central American um, characters and, uh, like, the cultures. Like, like as 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 bad as it is, the only shows that really come to mind for me are, like, the Dora the Explorer and where in the world is Carmen San Diego? <laughs> Dora. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it, kind of sad, but that's where my mind jumps to. I'm yeah. sure there, there's probably a few more that. I'm just imagining Dora seeing, like, you know, can you say sacrifice? Yeah. Hey, man, yeah, I got Hey man, I just want to give a shout out one time to the the, the vocalist at the beginning of the uh, Honest Equinox man. She oh my god, a trophy, a medal, or a cookie, or a hug, or something. She she deserved something because uh yeah, she she did that damn thing, and that 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 music is is beautiful to listen to. I listen to it every single episode, all twelve times. I enjoy myself every every time. So shout out to the singer. I don't know her name, but wherever you at, I hope you get some good not some but some good yeah she she was great and i don't know if that was the same person but yeah the both the opening and ending uh songs are really good uh, they be hitting different after all the events definitely hit different even though they're both like really musical and really like i don't know it's not really much lyrics involved but they're complete they hit completely different like it's got a way more chill vibe going out. The dude coming in, especially with that yeah. opening scene with Nelly's face in it. Like, oh, God. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> That's a... Bro. He come in with the punches, baby. But, yeah. Yeah, it's just really cool to see um, a show centering around Mesoamerican culture, like a, a series that is... Um, uh really uh like a culture that's pretty like close to us but that we just don't know much about Um, right and hopefully we get a season two on that um they embrace so much of the weird shit too and i love it now we can kind of just uh talk about uh you know what were what was your kind of general uh impression of uh of the of the fall season as a whole in terms of you know the overall quality of of the shows that we were able to we were able to uh watch this season um Nemo what did you think uh the overall quality of the season I mean 
if I had to say one to ten, I'd say it was probably like an eight, man, just because there's just so much good stuff. It's impossible to sit here and say with a straight face that you watched everything that was good this season. And that's like, that might be just my opinion, but that's my honest to God opinion. Like, it was was so much good stuff out this season, bro. Like, the only reason I don't give it like a 10 out of 10 is just because I feel like they packed so much in that it was impossible to get it all. But like, at the same time, coronavirus was to blame for that. So it is as close to a 10 as I can give it, man. Cause it's just like this season was, we had a really, I guess like tumbleweeds kind of season before this. So like to have just like look everywhere, just, Oh, this is great. Oh, this is talent. I don't know what it is. Oh, wondering which, Oh, let's do this. A million laughing. Like everything. It was just good stuff everywhere. So like, yeah, I, I give it an eight out of 10. I'm let me get up there. <laughs> um, Seku, what did what did you think of um the fall season? Um, yeah, it wasn't bad to be honest. Um, I had some pretty good um seasons. You know, twenty twenty, we had a lot of pushback, so it was a good ending for the year for sure. Uh just naturally, I'm going to make the comparison to next year blockbusters of anime. So it was decent. It was decent. Um, Aaron, what, what did you think of the season? I think this season was pretty strong. And like, I had enough shows where I felt like, you know, I can say with a straight face that, you know, it's a great season. I might go nine out of ten. Just because of how enjoyable a lot of these shows were. Oh, uh, Brandon, what what was your take on the season overall? Uh, it was really good. Um, it was it was decent because this season definitely had a lot more variety than the summer because the summer seemed to have a lot more action packed stuff. But the current season, remember, in the uh, fall season had a lot more variety in terms of like different range of different types of anime you get to watch this season. And a lot of surprise hits that I didn't expect to like at all, but ended up really enjoying uh, came from this season. So it was definitely an 8 out of 10, and with especially with Onyx Equinox and um, The Day I Became a God and a bunch of other uh, series that came this season. It was really, it had a really good lineup. It was, it was definitely a step up from the summer season that was filled with more just action-based stuff it just had a lot more variety this season so it definitely was a decent season so yeah i mean oh i forgot i kind of uh agree with your guys take on like the fall slate i mean it had a nice mix it had kind of your big tentpole series like uh jujitsu kaisen and like haikyuu um kind of got a little bit of uh everything we wanted genre wise, um, uh, some great, uh, action shows like, um, Jujutsu Kaisen and, uh, Dan Maki and Akudama Drive. And, um, you also had some, uh, nice, uh, rom-coms like Tony Kawa, some, uh, super cute, wholesome stuff like Tony Kawa, uh, Kuma 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 Bear, uh, Sleepy Princess in the Demon Castle. You kind of just had uh, a little bit of everything, uh, everything you can want, and um, 
you know, technically, uh, for our purposes, Attack on Titan doesn't really count as a fall season because it started so late. But, um, mm-hmm. like, that was another uh, series that we're glad to see come back. Um, it's interesting. And am I glad that shit is back? <laughs> Fucking heat. Well, it's interesting, too, like, um, there we got a, a sequel to a, a a series that like what when the its first season came out was uh pretty popular and a lot of people enjoyed it but um i feel like i didn't really see much buzz for uh season two of the regular at magic high school this year and i don't know yeah. because the studio changed uh it was produced by madhouse season one was and uh, it switched studios. Um, or I don't know if it's just a thing where, like, so much time passed that people kind of lost interest. Maybe Jujutsu Kaisen maybe took some wind out of its sails. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know one person in the group was sharing videos of it. I've just never been interested in anime because of the whole... <laughs> I think what they're not technically siblings, but there's a little bit of uh, a. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm picking up. Of, yeah, so I was like, bro, I watched like five minutes of the first episode. Like, I don't care how overpowered this man is, but if this shit's going Oni trying to love you, like, nah, bro, <laughs> I'm good, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely uh. The relationship dynamics are different. Um, I thought the first season was fine. Like the power system was kind of hard to wrap my head around at times. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I I haven't watched the second season yet. And uh, I don't know if I'm going to, not just because like, like I enjoyed the first season, but uh, I may pick up season two at some point in the future, I don't know. But yeah, uh, 20, 20, the 2020 slate is in the books. And uh, we have 2021 to look forward to. Um, but um, we have our last round of uh, uh, fall anime awards polls this week, uh, which will be uh, posted um, on the Facebook page. So um, it'll be interesting to see uh, what you guys um kind of vote as uh you know best characters of the year and uh best anime of the year um before uh um we'll know the results by the time of the next uh podcast but um if you guys um i know i'm uh uh giving this question to you guys on short notice and there's a lot of stuff that came out this year but uh if i put a gun to your to your head and asked you uh who you guys thought the uh, best male character of the year, female character of the year, and anime of the year were um, off the top of your heads, uh, what comes to mind? Um, uh, Brandon, uh, uh, who, who do you think wins those awards this year? Uh, in terms of best anime of the year, that definitely goes to ReZero in terms of quality and where uh, the season took us from where we left off season one being so long ago and how everything played out during season two. It was just a wild ride. 
best girl. Uh, I I'm gonna be biased. I'm picking Noi from Doro Hedoro uh, for this year for best girl, <laughs> as always. <laughs> and um, for best boy, oh, uh, so many good picks. But I gotta go with uh, Gojo. Uh, so Jutsu Kaisen for best boy this year. Good picks. Good picks. Um, uh, Seiku, um, who would your choices be? All right. Gun to my head. So definitely um, ReZero for best anime for sure. Best girl. Uh, I'll have to go to Inchinda. She was just amazing. The whole season was just like, wow. Okay, you're great. I love you. <laughs> um, best boy. A little bit harder. Um, but I'll just go with Gojo. Just because he's newer and he's just going to win. Let's just be honest with everybody. <laughs> I'm... Um... Aaron, uh, you you give us uh, what you think, and I'm just going to pull up really quick uh, the results of the polls uh, this year up to this point. Um, and uh, I'll let you guys know who's in uh, contention, but you can uh, give your list, Aaron. Well, for best girl, I'm going to go annoy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> best boy, it's a tie between two very different motherfuckers. Shoyo Hinata from IQ and Yaddle from Onyx Equinox. That's about as different as you can get. And the uh, best series? Onyx Equinox. Ooh. One of the shows that made me actually go like, God damn. <laughs> you know, at the end I was like, why isn't there more? So, yeah, those are my choices. Now let's hear the poll. I'm afraid. <laughs> Um, let me see. What, what have we got going on here? Yeah, for the so for the winter season, um, which took place from January to March, the top three uh, characters from each poll adv- advance to the the year end poll. So um, for for the winter season, um, best male character first place was uh, Hinata from Haikyuu. Um, second place was Hanako-kun from Toilet Bound Hanako-kun. And, uh, third place was Sakaido from I, uh, Id Invaded. Um, so those guys will be in the poll. I'll just run through them just to, for time's sake. And then, um, uh, Maple from Bofuri, um, Somali from Somali in the Forest Spirit, Sally from Bofuri. Um, Haikyuu won anime of the season for the winter. Bofuri was second, and uh, keep your hands off. Uh, Izukin was uh, uh, third. Spring is easy. Um, Tower of God pretty much swept through everything. Um, Rock, Coon, and Bomb uh, got the top three guy spots, and Dorsey, Yuri, and Anak got the top girl spots. And uh, as you may have guessed, Tower of God won uh, that season's poll. And uh, Gleipner and Brand New Animal took second and third in that one. Uh, Moving on to the summer season, 
Um, this one was kind of controversial to me. Uh, uh, Mira from God of High School ended up beating out uh, Echidna for best girl. That's amazing. It even was like her best moment taken away. Right, yeah, she like com- comparison to Donna didn't, do didn't really yeah, do nothing. Um, <laughs> yeah, like that surprised me, and I think that's you know one of those examples of it not really being so much about the character itself. It's just the fact that she was you know in a popular like action show, and she happened to be the lead girl in the show. So Mira, Echidna, and, and Maki from Fire Force um, got best female character. And uh, this one, I mean, he's cool, but I thought it was interesting that, that Ogun uh, took first in the summer. I mean... You know what? I'm not complaining. I'm ruining for everybody. You better be for... Black boy, oh God! <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I'm, we're gonna we're gonna take a W wherever we can. Man. <laughs> as a matter of fact, <laughs> as a matter of fact, nah, don't count the votes. Let me revise my best boy. His old gun. I forgot. Yeah, you know what? You know what? Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna be over my two previous choices. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, yeah, it's, that's one of those things. Like, I mean, we all know, but. I mean, it was, it was it was cool that he got some got some shine. I mean, how many like actual like uh, black characters can, like have prominent uh, roles in anime these days? Not too many. My man hit us with the order order. That's all I needed, bro. Man, I'm I'm saying the dude did. My dude made a fireball and started doing the sham guy with that motherfucker, bro. Like, at that point, I was like, hey, he cool with me. Yeah, that was, I was like, you know what? <laughs> Suddenly, Fire Force is my favorite show. That was, right. <laughs> that was for the people and shit right there. And I was down with it. I ain't even gonna play it. I was like, hey, kill him. <laughs> that was the whole east side came up with my head, but y'all. It, I mean, shit. I don't. I don't mind him taking first in that. Like, shit. I take a W in any form, and him winning, even if it's just because of quick popularity. And oh, look at this guy he's got these skateboards around, and they high five in the air, and all of that. Look at that, it's cool. I take it. It's fine. That's you know what, perfectly fine. But, yeah, he, uh, he he took the top spot in that season, and uh, Anos uh, from Misfit of Demon King Academy. Damn, he'd be honest. And uh, Soma third. So those guys will be in the the year end poll. And then oh, um, shit. ReZero season two, part part one, one uh best summer anime. Hey. Uh, Misfit of Demon King Academy was second, and Fire Force season two was in third. So those those shows will be eligible as well. I know. So yeah, it's gonna be fun. Um, uh, Nemo, um, what what are your uh, um, choices for uh, you know the the three main cat- categories? Oh shit! Okay, Pete. All right, so I'm gonna say this, but I'm before I say it, I'm gonna give a disclaimer. All right, so no disrespect to ReZero because. Everybody know I be standing on them damn posts just as much as y'all do. So we all love ReZero. 
No disrespect. The only reason I'm not going to say ReZero is because this is the second season. But I'm going to give Anime of the Year to Onyx Equinox just because it's yeah. from what I'm seeing, what I've used to, what I've been used to seeing. Like, man, like, I ain't even going to flex. Like, the, the show is just so eye-catching and I'm actually sitting here trying to learn South American mythology and learn these guys' names that are almost impossible to pronounce, but they say them just so casually that you, you know you think Mr. it's like yeah, and, and and I'm actually like wanting to know more about this stuff, and that's like inspirational type stuff. And like as, as Max pointed out early or earlier on, I, I don't know, it might it may have been on another podcast or another conversation, but is it's another culture that's just so close, relatively close to us, and we we know so little about it, so. Is is like making me want to learn more about it, and that's what's that's why I give that anime of the year, um, best girl, Echidna. You know, Team Donna. Don't disrespect me like that. Um, <laughs> uh, we're all uh, we're all tea di- drinkers. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, best boy. I gotta give it to Bill. Bill, man. Um, a lot of people may have displayed their consternation with the conclusion of the season because the, the good guy technically got his ass whooped. But, <laughs> man, like, I don't want to spoil you guys, but, like, I just put it like this. You can't really know the 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 reason of why you need to win if you ain't never lost before. So sometimes even, you know, so, sometimes even the best of us need to take an L. And a lot of times it's just how you bounce back from that. But I, I really do think Bell showed a lot of growth. He showed he, you got to realize that this is not this is like on some like social political type shit. Like this is like don't drink at this water fountain type shit. And like monsters belong in the dungeon, my dude. Like they kill people. And you are protecting people from these monsters. And like he drew his line in the sand. He said, damn what the people think, damn what the guys think, damn what the monsters think. I'm doing this because I want to do it. And to see him make that decision coming from the happy wide-eyed boy that was just so thankful to get accepted in the history of Familia in the first season, like, I don't know. It, it's just, it was just a really fun time for me watching this unfold in this season. I don't know. If everybody else thought the same, if I did, and if they didn't, it's fine. But, like, I don't know. The, the kids really left an impression on me. And, like, when he cried at the end of the last episode, like, I, I felt why he, why he was crying. I knew he wanted to win. I knew he really wanted to win. But he he, he won. It wasn't his time to win. So, um, that's that. those are my choices. Sorry, so long-winded. No, no, no that was great. I'm clapped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of like the shows you guys picked were among the best we've seen this year. Um, I mean, we were able to see so many different, a diverse array of characters. I, uh, I think I would have to give uh, my anime of the year to either ReZero season two part one. Um, just because I feel like 
I think it was Brandon who said, yeah, who said that it like just took everything from season one and like built, built on it. Like we're really getting into the, like the lore of the, of the series and um, we're starting to learn more about how the, the world works and um, just seeing, um, you know, one of the, the digs against people would use against ReZero uh, through the first season was that they felt like there weren't any stakes and uh, we were introduced but to how, stakes this season. How? Well, it's, it, it's like the whole thing, <laughs> of, like series with uh, um, time travel and loops, like Subaru can just, he can just fix it by, by looping. Um, and I'm like, but how does he yeah. loop? But no, nah, but nah, at the beginning of this, we were, at the beginning of this, we we were under the impression, just like Subaru, that this was some video game type shit, isekai right. type shit. And right. in video games, my nigga, you get an amount of lives. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so, yeah. To the checkpoint and cross that motherfucker within three, four lives, then guess what? Game over. So, I, I mean, there were stakes. Like, you know, like, and Subaru, I think, even expressed that. Like, how many times do I get to die? Before, like, oh my god, like I can't mess up this time. Like, I think he was actually like almost flipped out in that shit in the first season. It wasn't no stakes. Yeah. That's really confusing. I don't know. Man. I don't know well, what people be thinking about. Man. That's weird. But it's, it's like everybody's entitled to their opinion. You know, it's, who it's, wants it's, to die? Like, no, bro, get out of here. Like, <laughs> we we've seen him. Um, I guess. Uh, commit suicide twice in this in this series and both times like it took like everything in him to to do it you know like the first season it was when he uh jumped off the cliff and then in uh the season two opener um the knife to the throat um and uh yeah i mean i agree uh nemo i mean like based on the knowledge that we knew at the time, like we had no idea what the extent of, of return by death was, you know, like who's to say it's not lights out after the third of like the fourth it's time. The time. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, but I mean, in season two, we even took that a step further. Like um, his, uh, his uh, save point changed and um, he, he couldn't do anything about it. Um like killing himself didn't even uh didn't even help the situation and uh those are big stakes i mean now rem is uh ba- basically in a in a coma and her uh her na- her name uh and memories were eaten i believe yep. or, or yeah um and uh yeah with like crushing all that stuff uh but but yeah like just to get to back to my point i mean it, like uh Everything just got turned up a notch this season. Um, I feel like a lot of people who maybe weren't big Subaru fans in season one have started to turn around a bit uh, in this season. Uh, Got introduced to a a bunch of uh, great characters, uh, Garfield, uh, the Witches of Sin, and so on and so forth. Um, So, yeah, I thought season two was great um the animation uh took a bit of a hit um partly due to covid but uh i mean the the soul of the story was still intact so i i was really impressed uh 
And then, I mean, great, great pretender is, is up there for me too. Um, uh, so, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, yeah. And some of those, that one. Some of those. That Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Um, Whit did a really good job with that. Uh, story was good. Visuals were good. Yeah, I would have to say um, out of our uh, list for best uh, male character, that's a tough one. I might have to. I might have to give um, uh, Hinata the nod for that one. I was really impressed with uh, like his growth. The first, the the beginning of the first part of the season was very uh, kind of a humbling experience for him. Yeah, um, and to see him like use that as a teachable moment and rise up. Uh, it was really cool to see. Not a whole lot of people watch Id Invaded, but Sakaido was a really good character. Uh, he'll probably be getting a vote from me, too. Uh, best character, to me, to me, it's it's Donna. I mean, she helped, she kind of, in a lot of ways, like, reshaped the, like, the entire ReZero season or just series up to this point. I mean, and her, her presence uh, in the season uh, was super important. And, uh, you know, the way her character evolved um, or I guess evolved might not be the uh, right word, but was like revealed over the course of that uh, first season was really impressive. Um, Yeah. I, I can't really see giving it to anyone else. I mean, in terms of character quality, like to me, no one else really comes close. Um, but, you know, with these polls, uh, it doesn't always come down to that. Uh, I'll probably also be giving a vote to, to Maple from Bofuri. Um She was definitely a fan favorite in the group. Uh, super fun character. Um, I could I could see her winning it. I think it'll probably realistically it'll probably come down to either maybe like four characters. I think I think in um, uh, Dorsey from Tower of God, uh, Echidna, Maple, and um, gosh, I'm forgetting one. I can't remember, but yeah, I think I think those will probably be the top three. Yeah, I think um, uh, that about wraps up this week's uh, episode of the podcast, unless there's anything you guys would like to add or plug before we wrap things up. Watch out. Um, next. That's it. That I was going to say, <laughs> also want to add one more best boy. I didn't think about it till now, but Asumu from this um, <laughs> last season of Haiku. At first I wanted to say Tsukushima because his growth has been amazing, but Asumu been a pleasure to watch play like his antics his genius he's just a amazing setter and it was super awesome to see his um, he already a physical freak oh yeah it's like he helped them grow to the characters that we see them now 
like when he initially met uh, Kagiyama at the beginning of this year through Q's shade at him, calling him a goody tissue, and then seeing Kagiyama <laughs> during their own match. Like, Asumu was very great, for sure. And then the, uh, him and his brother backstory, where his brother was like, um, yeah, it looks like we're pretty much tied perfectly when it comes to his, uh, talent, but I know for sure you're better than me because you love volleyball just a little bit more than I do. And that's what makes you a better player. Like that hit deep for me. I was like, wow, this was amazing. Like it got to the point where I was like, I wouldn't have mind Carson on losing because Asumu was such a great rating character. To the point where I was like, you know what? If the show want to follow them (laughs) through this tournament, I am down for it. So yes, um, definitely a good night. Uh, shout out for him for sure. Uh, I also like to plug. Um, I know you know you know sometimes my people we don't we don't hear the first time. So let me say it one more time. Y'all go watch. I need Eagle Notch, please. Um, like my brother Darren <laughs> said. And um, yes. secondly, I would like to add a additional category to the anime of the year category. I would like to add worst anime of the year. And um. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all might know what, what I'm gonna say, but Dibiate stays holding the title. Oh yeah, definitely holds the title for wor- absolute worst piece of garbage anime of the year of that, this. That shit, this year, that shit hurt to watch. The year of Jesus Christ two, 2020. Yeah, uh, as Dibiate holds the title, and that'll be all from Nemo. All right. <laughs> what about you, Brandon? Um. I don't have anything really much to add <laughs> other than uh, Noy definitely won best girl for this year. Other than that, <laughs> nothing else to add. <laughs> I am going to follow uh, Aaron and Nemo's lead and say uh, give Onyx Equinox a watch. Um, it's really cool to see um, an American uh, produced cartoon on a platform like um, Crunchyroll, um, like the studio, the studio is pretty new. Um, the store, the story was good. Um, and um, if you're a big fan of like, you know, the hero's journey story archetype, absolutely need to watch this, this one. Um, it's just a great, uh, historical fiction series and um you know like based on central american culture i mean it's it's still like uh, like like this history uh is uh very much uh connected to us uh still and like very still close to home so it's kind of cool to just see um just see that re- representation and um, knowing that it's kind of in our hands, uh, whether or not uh, uh, it gets a season two or not is kind of uh, on one hand, it's kind of cool that we have that type of uh, really do have that type of power. Um, but at the same time, like uh, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of scary too. I mean, I hope a lot of people um, go out and, uh, show some support um 
Sophia Alexander really did a great job uh, creating this series and crafting the story. Um, the whole team did a really good job and um, hopefully we get more. So yeah, check out Onyx Equinox. And when you do definitely tweet, tweet at Crunchyroll and let them know you want a second season. So um, with that being said, uh, thank you so much for uh, listening to us this week. Um, we're the Black Anime Nerds Podcast, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Peace out, everybody. Peace out, guys. Bye, y'all.